Hebrews chapter 11. In verse number 1 it reads, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's bow for prayer. O God, we're so grateful that we can sing with assurance that we are redeemed in and through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, O God, that you would now fill us with your Holy Spirit. I pray there are some present even this morning that have yet to have that confidence, that assurance of forgiveness. Lord God, I pray that you administer to their hearts and lead them to the Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ we ask and pray. Amen. This morning I'd like to answer the question, what does it mean to live by faith? What does it mean to live by faith? The setting for this great faith chapter is found in chapter 10. Note there in verse 38 and 39. It reads, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Verse 39, But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but unto them that believe the saving of the soul. So the setting for this great chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, on the subject of faith, is here in chapter 10 where it teaches us that the just shall live by faith. Walking by faith in obedience to God's word identifies you and I as born-again Christians. I guess you could say it's our trademark. It identifies us as born-again Christians, the willingness to walk by faith. See, that's the context of verse 39. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. So what's he contrasting here? Back to verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back. So he's he's making a comparison. He's giving us a contrast. Those that draw back, they draw back because they fail to walk by faith. And those of you and I, those that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we reflect that we have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore we are saved because we walk by faith. So walking by faith identifies you and I as Bible-believing Christians, as genuine born-again Christians. And this statement leads us into chapter 11 where God gives us examples of men and women who walked by faith. They endured difficulties and they finished their race with patience. And this chapter I trust before us, Hebrews chapter 11, is set to inspire you and I to walk by faith. 
and to publicly declare by doing so that we are genuine born-again Christians, that we have received Jesus Christ as Saviour. For the Bible teaches us the just shall live by faith. See, the apostate, by apostate I mean one that turns their back on their God and this was a problem that was being addressed within this particular book. Specifically, Jewish so-called believers that they claimed to be Christians but yet they were tempted and it would seem that some have drawn back, have gone back. That's what it means to be an apostate, to turn your back on God. A heretic is an individual that has never possessed truth. But an apostate is one that is in possession of truth and they've turned their back on their God, turned their back on truth. The apostate does not have the faith or the faithfulness to continue, so he draws back. See, we are saved by faith and the Bible teaches us that we are called to walk by faith. And if you and I will obey that mandate, it will be a means of protecting you and I from becoming an apostate. Go to Colossians chapter 2 please. Colossians chapter 2 verse number 6. And seven, Colossians two, six and seven. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Look at verse seven. Rooted and built up in him and established in thee. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So the Bible teaches us, as we have received Christ Jesus the Lord, how do you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? By faith and faith alone. For by grace are you saved through faith. Faith in whom? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. The just shall live by faith. And there in Romans chapter 1 it talks about from faith to faith. So we begin with saving faith and we are to walk by faith. And if you and I are to be protected from becoming the next apostate, the next individual that turns their back from God, we need to accept the fact that you and I need to walk by faith. We would all prefer to walk by sight. Would you all agree with that? I'll be the first to admit that. I like to see everything that's before me in my human nature. And I would imagine so do you. But God tells us, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye 
in Him. See, God did not save us by faith to walk by sight. (laughs) Sorry about that. God saved us by faith, by His grace. Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again so that you and I as hell-bound sinners can repent and by faith place our complete trust in Jesus Christ to redeem us, to provide forgiveness. And that faith that saves is the basis by which we are to walk therein. The just, the justified shall live by faith. So no matter what our circumstances are, we need to refuse to cast off our confidence in our God. And we need to continue to walk by faith. We need to patiently do the will of God. Go back to Hebrews, please. Chapter 10. Look at verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, verse 36, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Then it goes on and talks about now the just shall live by faith. So we do the will of God by faith, trusting that God will honour what he said he would honour. So no matter what our circumstances are, you and I are called upon For those of us that know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Saviour, we are called upon to walk by faith. The apostate refuses to. And God is exhorting these Hebrew believers, if you want to be kept from becoming an apostate, you need to accept the fact that you need to continue to walk by faith. And God gives us a whole chapter, 40 verses, to stress and emphasise that very fact. So chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews is not here by coincidence. (laughs) It is here with purpose, stressing the importance that you and I, if we are to kept from becoming the next apostate, if we are to be kept from becoming that next so-called Christian that turns their back on God, we need to walk by faith. And no matter what takes place in your life, what takes place in my life, faith is the victory. And in Jesus Christ we can walk in victory as we trust Him. And we patiently do his will and by faith look to God to give the increase. Whether we realise it or not, faith is a common denominator of life. Just think about it for a moment. We post a letter. Some of us still post letters. And by faith in the postal system, we expect it to arrive at its its destination. 
We expect it. That's why we post it, don't we? Do we have the guaranteed assurance it's going to arrive at its destination? Well, not necessarily. But by faith we expect it. We deposit monies into our bank account. And by faith we expect those monies to be in our account. We jump into our vehicles and by faith we expect our car to start and to transport us safely to our given destination. Without thinking about it. Unless you're a mechanic, you might think about it. You're not feeling well. So you take yourself to the doctor and you have faith that they will tell you this is the problem. Take this for seven days, morning and evening and she'll be right, mate. So you walk out by faith believing what you've heard. And in that script... See, no one can live a single day without exercising faith. Faith in men, faith in circumstances, faith in things. God teaches us we are to have faith. Where? In whom? Mark 11.22. Mark 11.22 reads, And Jesus answering said unto them, Let's say it together, Have faith in God. Let's say it together, Have faith in God. Our faith is not in men. Our faith is not in circumstances. Our faith is not in things. Well, shouldn't be, ultimately. But practically it is. I don't recall noticing any of you walking into church this morning and examining your church pew before you sat down. I was watching looking for somebody that would actually climb under their church pew, give it a holy shake, test the softness or the hardness of the church pew. Not one, but I noticed all of you just simply looked around and sat yourself down. You by faith believed that these pews would hold you and you are now continuing to believe by faith that your pew will hold you up. Wow! That's faith! I'm pleased that you have faith in metro pews. But beloved, you and I as God's people are called to have faith in God. 
He is the unwavering one. He is the all-powerful one. And believe it or not, these church pews eventually will crumble and fall apart. And you might be the first to experience that if you stick with us for long enough, if the Lord tarries. But God will never crumble. God will never fall apart. And therefore, we need to have faith in God. Have faith in God. How can you and I be kept from becoming the next apostate? Walk by faith. And this is why we have chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews. God is very concerned about his children, his Hebrew children. And what will keep you and I from becoming a casualty? It is to walk by faith. The moment you and I decide, I've had enough of this walking by faith, I'm going to choose sight, you have signed your spiritual death warrant. So, if we are called to live by faith, and faith is the key in protecting us from becoming an apostate, I think you would agree with me it's important that we understand what faith is and how we can live by faith. And this is what chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews is all about. Here in chapter 11, verse number 2, of Hebrews it reads, For by it the elders obtained a good report. For by it, this is in reference to walking by faith. The elders is in reference to Old Testament saints. They obtained a good report. So we see within this chapter faith defined and faith exemplified. Now if God ever leads you to Bible college, you will debate in theology, is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 a definition of faith or is it a description of faith? So for the sake of unity and moving forward, we will note that this is a definition of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So here in verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, we have faith defined. We have an explanation of faith. What is faith in a nutshell? The Bible teaches us that we are to have faith in God. And the Bible teaches us in verse 2 of chapter 11, for by it the elders obtained a good report. And note then verse number 6, please, of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Let's read together, please, after 2. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. After 2, please. 1 and 2. 
But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Look at the verse very closely. It's a sobering verse, is it not? But without faith it is what? Impossible. What does that mean? It's not possible. Impossible means it's not possible. It's not possible to do what? Look. To please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. The Bible teaches us, beloved, it is impossible to please God without faith. And if you and I refuse to walk by faith and take steps of faith, we cannot please God. We cannot bring pleasure to our God. And if you really love your God, I would trust that you want to please Him because you love Him. I love my wife. I want to please her because I love her. If you love God, you'll want to please Him. How can we please God? The just shall live by faith. In verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, let's note faith defined. A simple explanation of what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things. The word substance here has to do with the foundation. That which that faith is grounded in. That which we place our faith confidence in. In other words, God tells us this is what faith is made up of. This is the substance of faith. Let's read on. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Our confidence in the substance, the foundation of our faith is where we place our hope. The word hope, expectation. Faith is grounded in hope. The God of hope, we are to place our faith in the God of hope. Now faith is the substance, is the grounding upon or the foundation upon. The substance of things hoped for. So faith is grounded in hope. See, faith is... An onward look, is it not? It's to look forward. It's to cross the Jordan on dry ground as God promised the nation of Israel. But faith, 
or step into the waters and then trust God to provide dry ground. Faith is not standing back with arms crossed, sitting in our little corner and saying, God, open up the Jordan, will you? And then I'll walk. No, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That is, I'm going to start walking. And as soon as my toes touch the Jordan, by faith, I have an expectation in my God that He will open up the waters. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Note the next little phrase, the evidence of things. The proof of faith is that which we have a confident expectation in. That will take place in the future, the evidence of things. So what is the basis for our biblical faith? Is it wishful thinking oh I hope that God will open up the Jordan River we need to get across I wish God will open up the Jordan River or is our faith in the fact that God said I will open up the Jordan and you will cross on dry ground this is the evidence of our faith So what is the basis of biblical faith? It is the unwavering Word of God. Romans chapter 15. Verse number 4. It reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Might have hope. What God has said and spelled out within His precious Word, that is the basis of our faith. Ephesians chapter 4, please, quickly. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse number 5. The Bible teaches us one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Go to the book of Jude. Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude. The book of Jude, the third verse, it reads, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. One Lord, one faith, 
one baptism. Our faith rests upon biblical faith. The Bible is the basis of biblical faith. That's why the Bible talks about earnestly contend for the faith, the body of truth. Because our faith, our hope, rests in what God has said. It's so critically important, beloved. We live by faith when we obey the Word of God. This is fleshing out faith. And within Hebrews chapter 11, we have a variety of men and women that did this very thing. They walked by faith in what God had said. And they simply took God at His Word, they obeyed God, and the rest is history. And God exhorts you and I that if we are to be kept from becoming an apostate, if we are to be kept from turning our back on God, we need to accept the fact, Lord, I need to walk by faith. And God will allow circumstances and difficulties and new challenges in your life to what end? So that you and I will walk by faith. I know we don't like it, but it's good for us. You might not like your veggies, but believe it or not, they're good for you. You might not like fruit, they're good for you. And back in Hebrews chapter 11, God names us a number of individuals that walk by faith. Abraham, Moses. Note there in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 once again it reads, Now faith is the substance. What is faith grounded in? What is the foundation of faith? Is the substance of things hoped for. Our hope is in God. The evidence of things. What is sure, it's the Word of God. Our faith rests in what God has said. What God has promised. And then it goes on to say in verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, of things not seen. See, it was J. Oswald Sanders who said, Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. Faith doesn't see in the present but sees it, the substance in the future, hoped for. And it will be a reality in the future, the evidence of based upon what God has promised. Abraham is mentioned as one of the heroes of the faith. God promised him a land. Abraham had never seen the promised land that God had promised him. But he took God at his word, he began to walk, and the rest is history. Noah is mentioned as a man of faith. Noah had never known rain. 
let alone flooding, let alone a universal flood. But he simply obeyed God and acted accordingly. So each of these believers within this chapter were victorious because they were willing to place their faith in God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Each of these believers in this chapter exercised personal faith in some way. Many died in faith. Look at verse 13 and 14. They died still believing and cleaving unto God's promises. Hebrews 11, 13 and 14. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly they seek a country. They triumph by looking upward to the living God and by believing in His Word. So the unseen was seen and became spiritual reality. They traded earthly things for heavenly things and God honoured them. These Hebrews are encouraged to do the same and God encourages you and I to walk by faith. Faith gives substance to the unseen realities. For 2 Corinthians 5.8 teaches us to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. By faith I believe that. What's your basis? The evidence. It's the Word of God. We rest our faith in the Word of God. We take God at His Word. God's promises are native to faith, as one man said. God's promises are native to faith. Just like the ear picks up sound waves and translates them into hearing, we need to pick up the sound waves within the Word of God and translate them into steps of obedience. For Noah, he picked up the sound waves of the Word of God. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Build an ark and you will be saved. He translated this into obedience. I will obey God. I will build this ark. The rest is history. We cannot see sound waves. But God has designed our ears to translate them into hearing. We cannot see faith. But we can translate our faith in the Word of God by obedience. See, the just shall live by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, in summary, what does it mean to live by faith? It's not blind. It's not abstract. The evidence of things not seen, it's in God. And God has spilled out within His Word countless precious promises. And when God speaks, He will deliver. 
And you and I can be men and women of faith by just simply taking God at His Word. Believing God and by faith in obedience to His Word, look to Him that He will do the impossible. He will do that which I cannot see in the present. But I see it happening in the future by faith. And as verse 2 reads, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Remember being at school and receiving a report card? Would you like to receive a good report card from God? And not be like that student that feared his parents reading his report card, so he decided to flush it down the toilet. It caused a blockage. They called the plumber. And guess what? The plumber dug out a report card. That student was worse off, I'm telling you. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Beloved, God wants you and I to walk by faith. I'm a pastor, I just want to see it. No. That's not how it works. Do you want to be kept faithful? Do you still want to be here in church next year for our 47th anniversary? and 48, 49, and then 50. Oh, can't wait. The Lord tarries. Then we need to walk by. And this evening we'll talk about some of these individuals that walk by faith. How do you flesh it out? God in His graciousness gives us some examples. Simple but profound examples. So to walk by faith, that's not complicated. We take God at His word. We obey God. And we trust in what God has said He will do. The just shall live by. May God help us to do so. Maybe that's God's charge for you right now. There's something taking place in your life that is beyond your control. We have those moments. As you get older, it seems like more regular. The just shall live by faith. Let's bow for prayer.